The following program is brought to you by the Humble Farmer Bed and Breakfast in St. George, Maine. Thank you for listening. You might have read that when a woman wears a leather dress, a man's heart beats quicker, his throat gets dry, he gets weak in the knees, and, and he begins to think irrationally. They say this is because she smells like a new truck. Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to me. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music.
And thank you for listening to Humble Farmer. We're using a new system here today. I'm trying to make this program with only one CD player, which is going to be, as I say, it's a new system. It'll be a be an interesting thing to to see if I can do it. One, two, three. There's that one set up. So we're going to see if I can push the right button. From time to time, I come across a story that'll make you laugh. <laughs> and here's one, here's one that came my way on the morning news one day a while back. Are you ready for this? At a Senate hearing, the managers of a coal mine in West Virginia, these managers in a coal mine in West Virginia said that they did not put profits ahead of safety.
Then I, gee, I'm getting on to it. I got the third one queued up already. <laughs> now, as long as it doesn't start to play all by itself, I'm all, well, we're cool here. The, the email said, Good morning, Humble. Keep checking to see if you've uploaded any new programs, and much to my sadness, you haven't. She's talking about television programs here. Hoping all is well, and you have just taken a little vacation, Laura. Well, i got to tell you, Laura runs one of the television stations that runs my television program. My television program is the same as this radio program, same music, except you get to see me doing little projects on my farm while the music is playing, and you get to see me deliver my rants. Because it's a program you can watch and enjoy just as much as if you wrap a blanket around the television screen, and some people do. Of course, you can see this program on YouTube, too. The truth of this matter is, the reason I can't do this is because my movie camera broke. I got a new one, but the new camera is not compatible with my old XP program in my computer. And because I have a struggle learning how to operate new technology, I'm stymied. I'm, I'm stopped dead in my tracks. I'm wiped out by this new technology ground to a halt by computer programs that I cannot understand. They keep changing these programs. You can't use XP anymore, and it's the only thing I know. I told Laura that if she knew anyone who will teach me how to make television programs with a new program on a new computer to send them around, because although it is difficult for me to learn, I, well, I'm willing to try.
the cream in my coffee. Ted Weems, here on The Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. You know, with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time, right here on your favorite radio program. Thank you for listening. I am the humble farmer at gmail.com. And I don't get half the mail I did 30 years ago when it cost, what, 15, 10 cents to put postage on an envelope. You think it'd be easier to send an email nowadays than it would be to write a letter by hand and put it in an envelope, put a stamp on it? Doesn't seem to be true. When I when I told Doggy, I know you, I know you want to hear this. When I told Doggy that I was going to take my shower and didn't have time to throw the ball for him the other day, I suddenly realized how wonderful doggies are. If you have a doggy, you know this. Have you ever stopped to think, however, that hundreds of doggies have obeyed commands and fully comprehended an infinite number of unique lexical strings articulated in Etruscan and Gothic and thousands of other languages? Now, every day I live with this doggy, I appreciate him and his heritage more and more. Imagine a dog being able to understand commands articulated in Etruscan. What that dog could tell us were he alive today. Almost as remarkable as a doggy's desire to chase the sad remains of a dirt-encrusted ball out in a pouring rain. Now, it would be easy to deny a request from a devious dog, but most of us are helpless when confronted by a sincere and honest furry face. Now, 
And I was nobody, nobody Till I met some somebody Nobody loved me somehow Just what he's got, I don't know But he drives me insane It's not his style or his smile Well, I just can't explain Ain't got much brain or much wit But I claim he's got it Cause I'm somebody's somebody now Ned Hanshaw, perhaps, from even before my time. The TED Talk, you know about TED Talks. The TED Talk said, this is what happens when you reply to a spam email. Now, my first impression was, why would anyone reply to a spam email? Would you watch a video that says, here's what happens when you jump off a bridge and drop 200 feet into the water? Why would anyone jump off a bridge and drop 200 feet in the water? And why would anyone watch an email that tells you what happens when you apply to spam email? Anyway, show show me a TED Talk that says how to get to sleep at 8 p.m., you know, when you've already had two one-hour naps in the afternoon. And then you, you've got my attention. And by the way, I changed my mind. I actually did watch this TED Talk on what happens when you reply to a spam email. And I did find it quite entertaining.
dim 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 Fletcher Henderson. I would say that was I would say that was way back around nineteen twenty four, wouldn't you? From the what the you could see the Mickey Mouse ears sticking out all over it. <laughs> I love it. A friend who winters in Florida was asked when he was going to come back to Maine, and my friend said that he's usually home back in Maine by April 10th. That enables him to enjoy the last three months of the Maine winter. And I say I'm going to have to be a lot quicker pulling the trigger on that, shutting those off, so we don't get to hear the next next thing. I'm going to have to develop a little more finesse with this. I, I, I think you're willing to hang in here with me while I learn to do this. I hope you will. I'm, I'm getting fat, by the way. I can't understand why I'm getting fat. The brass button in my pants should be exactly below the buttons in my shirt, but the brass button's moved over about three inches from the buttonhole. 
10 or 11 years ago. You know this. I've talked about it a lot. 10 10 or 11 years ago, I went to the Public Radio Program Managers Convention in San Antonio. I gained about food. You can't believe the food they had there. I, I gained about three pounds in three days. I came home weighing 175 pounds or so. Anything in moderation does not work for many of us. You've heard me say over and over and over that for the nine years after that San Antonio convention, for the nine years after it, I went without cake, pie, cookies, donuts, sweet bread, ice cream, all those good things. I did eat as much of everything else as I wanted, but lo and behold, listen, just because I didn't eat sweets, no sweets, not one thing, well, because you know I don't do alcohol or soda, so I don't even mention that, candy, I don't do that. Just because I didn't eat a piece of pie every day, I shot down to 140 pounds. Well, two years ago, September, I went off the wagon. At 140 pounds, with arms like a little skinny Parisian model, I figured I would never be fat again. You remember, you'll recall how much I enjoyed three pieces of my wife's rhubarb pie the first day. I told you about it. I took pictures of it, posted it online. But now I can't get into my pants and I I can't understand why I'm getting fat. One piece of pie shouldn't do it. I only eat the equivalent of three cookies every day. Because as I said, I don't drink sweet drinks. I don't eat any candy. Candy makes me sick. I walk a mile at least six days a week, and I ride five to eight miles on my bicycle at least six days a week. Please tell me, please tell me that only one piece of pie a day, day after day after day, will not move that button these three inches from its buttonhole. I'm sure that you're telling me that will make it true.
I don't. <laughs> I can't. I can hardly breathe just from only listening to that. Oscar, of course, and Niels Henning, Orsted, Peterson. Who else could it have been? Oof. Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer here on your favorite radio station. You know, with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time right here. I would love to hear from you. I am thehumblefarmer at gmail.com. And you might have heard me say a week or two ago that I toilet here in one part of the garage bathroom was not flushing properly. I thought about this. I think about things when I go to bed. I think about things online. And I said, you know, if I put a small nut on top of that flapper, that weight would keep that flapper from sticking up. The weight would press it down. More weight, you know. I went online and I finally found a page that said that a washer over the chain on the flapper would do the problem. Oh, but they agreed with me. They said washer. I said not. So I used a washer and all was well with the flapper going down for two weeks or so. Two weeks or so, uh, or so it worked. But then my wife said that the flapper was not falling like it should and she had to take off the cover and jiggle the chain to make it work. Now I fixed it for sure this time. This time I have fixed it for sure. But I want you to know this. Think carefully about what I'm going to say. I fixed it for sure but I could not have figured out how to do it had I not recollected the last two words spoken by Giles Corey. She's the sponge, but they couldn't, but they get it in the language, 
and the flames were looking together. Now, if the flames were all ready to give the school slices, he would look for the cattle guys. But he was crawling and crawling and crawling along, and he fooled the corner, they hang a crawling along, and he came for hanging on the Hey! He was flames for the Kansas Club. Now, if the flames were they come. But seriously, if the flames were going along with the Higgins Club, was going to Hoover Town, it was a green but the slow and the him and hang it up. But you know what? If I keep talking like this, I'm something to get elected. <laughs> <laughs> And somebody screaming there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Clark. Clark Terry. Mm-hmm. Have I have I mentioned that your have I have I taken the time to thank you for listening to the humble farmer here on your favorite radio station? You know, with any luck at all, I'm here every week at this time playing old fashioned music just for you. I must be lucky. I liked every single mother-in-law I ever had. You hear some people don't like mother-in-laws, but I liked every mother-in-law I ever had. They were wonderful people, my mother-in-laws. Young people don't know much of anything, and, and young people won't listen to anybody. You know that. But you and I know that you don't want to marry a woman until you've spent a lot of time with her mother. If you think your mother-in-law is crazy, there's a good chance that when her daughter is that age, guess what? Like father, like son, common phrase. But if you are a boy, it's a good thing to remember that, you know, remember that like mother, like daughter. And of course, if you're mad about the daughter, you won't care that She'll look like a mother and be crazier than a mother 20 years down the road. And, and of course, I want to tell you that 20 years goes by like zip. I've seen 20 years zip by at least four times, and every zip is zippier than the zip before. So remember, if you think your mother-in-law is crazy, there's a good chance that when her daughter is that age, she's going to be crazy too. I know of at least one girl I would have married sight unseen just because her mother and her mother's parents and her mother's four grandparents were the finest kind of people you'd find anywhere. I love those people. Boswell said to Johnson, Pray, sir, do you not suppose that there are fifty women in the world with any one of whom a man may be as happy as with any one woman in particular? Johnson, Aye, sir, 50,000. I wouldn't be surprised if you're like me and you think of this often. Well, I think uh, jazz band ball. Jazz band ball? One. That's a good old good one. That's a good yeah. one. All right. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. All right. Are you uh, ready, gentlemen? Okay, we're off.
This is NET, National Educational Television. Well, whatever it was, it was Muggsy Spaniel. You will recall, I told you once that I saw I saw Muggsy Spaniel on trumpet. I saw him at the club hangover in 1957. I know it was 1957 because that's the year I get out of the Coast Guard and hitchhiked to California. Of course, I got it written in my diary, too. Almost time to get out of here. I suppose I should thank you for listening. At least I can do. With any luck at all, you know, I'm right here every week at this time playing old-fashioned music just for you. I am grateful that you are hanging here on my every word. Thank you for listening. A woman who does a lot of public speaking once wrote me a letter asking for advice. She said she gives the people in her audiences an evaluation sheet, but no matter how wonderful they said she was in the written part of the evaluation... Most of them never give her more than a seven on a scale from one to ten. I told her that if I were having that kind of trouble, I'd ask them to evaluate me on a scale from one to seven. Yeah, you're right. She didn't write back. <laughs> 